T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. And now, 106.3 WORD proudly presents Hot Rods and Happy Hour. Custom car and hot rod enthusiasts together for a weekly chat. Here are your hosts, Rob Pitts and Odd Rod. Live and local on 106.3 WORD. All right, guys, welcome to Hot Rods and Happy Hour. Ho, 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 and Merry Christmas and the whole bit. Odd Rod. What's happening? What's going on, man? No, Merry lot, Christmas, buddy. Well, Merry Christmas to you. That's what I'm saying. I tell you what, what's Santa Claus is going to bring you this, bringing you this year? Well, he's already brought it to me. I, I got some model cars, Rob. Some model cars? Some model cars. Some model cars so you can work on cars while your wagon's down? Yeah. Well, the wagon ain't going to be down too much longer now. That's what you said six months ago. Okay, here we go. Yeah, we're going to be talking about model cars today, too. Well, I want to tell you something. Scale modeling's been around for a long time. I tell you what, a lot of, our, a lot of us car guys... We've been known to be the glue sniffers, you know, playing with those model cars. I mean, I'm just saying. <laughs> you know, I'm one to sniff a little glue. Not only that, but you got uh, what we're going to be talking about later is slot cars. Oh, yeah. That stemmed off of model cars. Well, exactly. Well, a lot of the guys use those bodies on the slot cars. But the thing that's neat about it is how competitive it is. And it's like a family sport. Oh, yeah. All the way around. Well, both of them. Kind of family competition. Oh, yeah. But let's get right into the topic at hand here. Oh, I want to bring, I want to mention something, Rob. Did you see what's been going on down at Gas Monkey Garage? I think everybody on the internet seen it already. Aaron Kaufman leaving Gas Monkey Garage. I know that's crazy, isn't it? I, I love how they said this season is going to be totally different. Totally I mean, drama different. to drama to the next level. I've played with these guys a little bit. You know, I've been in this role before, and I'm going to tell you something. I just you think by now that the people at Discovery Channel and Pilgrim Studios would have gotten together and come up with a better idea than like the Orange County Choppers way of doing things. So, so you mean to tell me that Aaron leaving is not for real, maybe? Maybe it's just a little bit of grasping for some TV drama? Yeah, I'm pretty sure it is. I'm going to go ahead and break you in on another one, too. Street, Street Outlaws isn't real, either. <gasps> Say it isn't so! What? No way! I uh, know, really. It <laughs> makes for a good television. It's going to break hearts. Oh, my God. Oh, we're going to talk about this later in another episode. Yeah, it's, it's a shop that makes TV but, shows and cars buy a byproduct. But, Rob, it's Christmas, and I got some model cars, and I want to talk about model cars. Tell us about model cars. I want to talk about the history of model cars, because you know me. I like talking about history, and I like talking about the history of things. So, I'm going to fill you guys in on the history of model cars. First of all, for those who don't know, Daniel, I'm pretty sure you don't, model cars, Daniel's our producer, by the way, for those who don't know, but... <laughs> He's our imaginary friend. He's our imaginary friend in the studio. Model cars are just scale representation of real cars. And in a lot of cases, uh, well, in this case, model implies that um, some assembly is required. You know, you, you just can't just go out and buy one. you got to build it. That's what you I'm know. saying. you got to go out and make it your own. Yeah, you gotta, you got to you know, sniff a little glue, put it together, paint it, and have a little fun. Um, model cars uh, gained their popularity in the early 50s, but that is not when they were uh, first produced. Model cars have been around pretty much since the first car. Well, you know, a lot of your car manufacturers actually used them. Oh, yeah. Well, model replicas, they existed, uh, you know, like I said, pretty much as long as the car. And the replicas were, like you said, not used as toys or collectibles. But in the 20s, manufacturers would design these 
uh, and construct them as promotional items. So, say you're a Ford dealership, they would send you out a Model T, a model of a Model T or a Model A, to display at your dealership to show, you know, show off the new models. Well, and I mean that was the thing. I mean, you and even all the way up into the '90s, you you still seen Ertl made the models for General Motors and Ford, you're and then exactly you could right. go to the parts department and actually buy a scale model, 124 scale of your. Mustang or Corvette or Camaro, straight from your parts department at your local dealership. You know, I actually own one of these. I had a 96 Impala SS for a little while, and I actually have one of those model replicas. Yeah, promotional model. Exactly. Um, Guys, you know, for those just tuning in, we're talking about model cars. We're talking about scale models. And their purposes before we've seen them today, you know, what we know is the plastic models where you build them. But, um, yeah, in the 1920s, they were just that. They were promotional items. And then you see them made out of different metals, you know, throughout the pre-war ages. I mean, die cast and all that stuff. Absolutely. You, but you've seen them made out of tin and all kinds of alloys before we got into the plastic model era. So this is all pre-war stuff. They were made out of cast moldings. They weren't that accurate. And then, in the, you know, the 1960s and 70s, major manufacturers such as AMT, MPC, Ravel, Monogram, just to name a few. Lindbergh. Lindbergh. They stepped on board and, <clears throat> excuse me, they started to produce some of these, the more accurate models that we know today. You know, they use the styrene material, or we just call it plastic, but pretty much what Lego is made out of. Yeah, well, but, but by doing this, they could get such more detail. Oh, absolutely, man. It, it's unreal, the detail, and even today, and I'll get in that in a few, the detail that goes into these things is just uncanny, man. It's unreal. But Derek Brand, just to give you a short little history on this, Derek Brand, he's from England. He pioneered the very first real plastic kit, and it's a 32 Ford Roadster, which he made for uh, Ravel, which I actually have a re, you know, re, more of a reproduction model of one of those cars. It's a really neat piece to have, actually. Well, it is neat because it's the history of it. And, I mean, you're like a collector. Like, you build them, but you also collect them, like put them in a box and dust them off. Oh, yeah. I'm not as much of a collector as some guys. I got a room at the house, and thank God my wife allows this. Love you, honey. I'm going to take one second. (laughs) Jessica, Jessica Pettit, I love you because you love Robert. (laughs) Because you are one hell of a woman to put up with this. Oh, yeah. Merry Christmas, sweetie, by the way. Merry Christmas, darling. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. I got I got a room at the house. It's probably 120 models or so, and there are there are a lot of collectors in there. I have my Rat Fink collection, and you know there's different ones that I have. First issue of the Little Red Wagon or Little Red Express, whatever it's called. And, I mean, there's a lot of them there are collectibles. I know a lot of people do collect them, and that's the cool thing. There's become a value in these, so it's brought a lot of people on board just as a collecting standpoint. You're killing me, the Little Red Express, the Little Red Wagon. It's the Little Red Wagon driven by Bill Maverick. You're killing me. Well, I'm sorry. Uh, I'm not as old school of a uh, drag racer as you are. My bad. My apologies there. Killing me. Kids. (laughs) All right, guys, we're talking about model cars. And I I just, you know, by the 80s, and this is sad, really, by the 80s, model car modeling in general had died out. And there's a reason for that. Well, there's actually a couple of reasons about it. I mean, you got to think video games got really big. Nintendo stepped on board. Atari. Yeah, Atari, Nintendo, Super Nintendo, Sega. Man, they came around, and guess what? Kids didn't care about that plastic anymore. They moved it aside. And I'm going to tell you another reason, (laughs) a really funny reason. We get terminologies from uh, real places, you know, and kids were sniffing glue back then. 
Yeah. Well, and that was another thing. I mean, like you had to watch your kids build models to make sure they weren't huffing glue. Yeah. So parents didn't want their kids sniffing glue. So guess what? Models were easily pushed to the side, and video games were an easy replacement. Oh yeah. And I think <laughs> I think video games killed a lot of other activities too. Well, I'm gonna tell you something. I mean, it, it's a hands-on thing building models, and I think it's really good for you know hand-eye coordination, and it's just it teaches you patience. You know, holding these two pieces together, and you know, so they don't fall apart. Well, I mean, I, not not only patience, but man, a little self-pride, and you know, putting something together, building it. You know, I think it's awesome. But model car companies, they fought back. I mean, they weren't just going to stand by and watch what they had built up go go to the waysides. No, 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 no. They came back hard with NASCAR. Absolutely. Um, you know, parents saw that kids weren't, uh, or I'm sorry, you know, the modeling company saw that parent, uh, kids weren't the answer, you know, anymore. They kind of drifted away, so they turned to the parents. And like you said, NASCAR was the answer. Monogram and AMT released a whole line of NASCAR models, and it really brought the adults back into back into the modeling world. And I want to tell you something that's really, really cool about the, the NASCAR models. Do you realize that, you know, they probably made three and they just changed the decal kits for all of them? Oh, absolutely. I mean, it was all the same model. Yeah. I mean, what? You need a, I mean, it was a Chevy Lumina and. Yeah, a Ford, a Ford Thunderbird. <laughs> that's and it. A, and a Buick at the time. I mean, literally, that's marketing genius. Oh, absolutely. You just you change the casting color of the plastic molds, you change the sticker kit, send it out of the door. Exactly. Same thing. Same thing, different box. Oh, man. That, yeah, that's genius, really. And probably made the modeling company a lot of money. Oh, yeah. You know? And then, on top of that, you had Scale Auto and Model Car Magazine. They went to put, uh, publication during this time. And that was big, man. That brought modelers from around the world together. Because, I mean, you were competing to get in those magazines. Well, I remember I built back in high school, and this is something I don't share with a lot of people, <laughs> but I was in the modeling club Ooh. my freshman year. Ooh. Yeah. It had nothing to do with runway modeling, I promise you. <laughs> Uh, but but I actually built HF Gordon Lumina for Scale Modeler Magazine. That's awesome, man. All right, guys, coming up next, we're going to be talking to Chuck Cox. Chuck is the president of the SCMA, the South Carolina Modelers Association. Very good friend of mine, very great, knowledgeable guy. We're going to be talking to him next right here on Hot Rods and Happy Hour. On 106.3 WORD. Stimulating talk that's firing on all eight cylinders. You're fueling up with Hot Rods and Happy Hour. With Rob and Odd Rod. On 106.3 WORD. The Upstate's talk station. Discussion is always high octane on Hot Rods and Happy Hour. Like, follow, and connect at 1063WORD.com. All right, guys, welcome back to Hot Rods and Happy Hour on 1063WORD. Odd Rod, who we got on the radio? Uh, today we're talking to my good friend Chuck Cox. Chuck, you there? Yes, sir, I am. How Chuck, you doing, man? Welcome to the show, good. Chuck. How are y'all? All right. Uh, well, Chuck, I've told our listeners uh, you're the president of the SCMA. Um, do you want to tell us a little bit about what you guys do, what the club does? Yes, we have the South Carolina Modelers Association. We're a state statewide organization with chapters in Spartanburg, Greenville, uh, Charleston, um, Columbia, Rock Hill, uh, and that's about it. <laughs> I'm so, sure I missed well, you got, you got, well, you got the state covered pretty well there. Yes, sir. We got the state covered. So uh, what all do you guys do? I mean, I mean your model we, club... We're a statewide organization. We encourage, we build models of all sorts: cars, trucks, planes, armor, aircraft, ships, a uh, little bit of everything. That's awesome. So, uh, you guys like have monthly meetings, things like that. You get together, you do events, different yes, things. Sir. 
each chapter has a monthly meeting. Uh, Spartanburg chapter is on the third Tuesday of every month, and we meet at the hobby shop. And then uh, we do well. There's three shows throughout the year that the SCMA does. All right, t- tell us a little bit about the shows. I know you guys got one coming up, don't you? Yes, sir. We got one January 21st. It will be downtown Spartanburg at the Marriott, 299 North Church Street. It's called the it'll it's called the Ricky Couch Hope It Don't Snow Memorial Show. I tell you what, Ricky Couch was a heck of a guy. Yes, good, sir, good, good, close friend of mine. I, I tell you, he will be missed. Yes, sir. Yeah, Ricky was uh for those who don't know was a uh, legendary modeler in this area. Well, worldwide, I would say. Well, and, yeah. and he was he was a hell of a body man too. He was, oh, he was yeah. just a great guy. Yeah. And Ricky was the kind of guy like if he knew you ten minutes or if he knew you ten years, he treated you the same. Right. So the show coming up in January—that's a big show for this area. Yes, yeah, sir. It's one of the biggest in the area. Uh, um, how, how many cars? Uh, how many models does it usually bring out? Last year we had over three hundred models on the table. So that's absolutely amazing. Um, now you work for, you said you work for the hobby shop. Uh, you guys have the meetings there and all that. Can you tell us a little bit about what you guys do there? Yes, at the monthly meetings, um, we have a full service hobby shop. We have RC, plastic models, a little bit of everything, some trains. Uh, but we, at the monthly meetings, we just, uh, we discuss the shows, upcoming shows. We discuss uh, different models. And then we do a uh, mini model of the month contest. And we have a winner each month. Well, that's kind of So, I mean, do they have different models every month? Because you said you had ship yes, guys sir. and plane guys and car guys and all that stuff. Oh, yeah. A little bit of everything. <laughs> what, what's the age range in this club? Uh, uh, we have them as young as six, seven years old up to 80, 90. <laughs> so, Chuck, what got you into models? Uh, I've been modeling for years, ever since I was a kid. Um, my, I had a family member that built models, and they just they just continued on from there. You ever noticed that that's a family thing? Like they they had a, an uncle or dad or somebody in their family that did that got them onto it. And I had the same thing happen to me when it got me into models. Oh really? Oh, oh that's yeah. great. Yeah, that's what happens. A lot of family. It's a family uh, orientation. I mean, we're very family friendly, and we'd love to have. You know, all all members of the families. All right. For those just tuning in, we're talking with Chuck Cox. Chuck, he's the president of the SMA. He works at the hobby shop uh, here in Spartanburg, Mason's Hobby Shop. Um, a real good modeler. I, I've actually known you for several years now, Chuck. Um, yeah. <laughs> and for those who get the privilege, I just want to say this. and Those who get the privilege to meet you and know you and get invited to your house, you have one of the most amazing model collections I've ever seen <laughs> in my life. This guy has a full walk-through basement that is absolutely <laughs> loaded. It is unreal. I mean, <laughs> I heard stories before I met him. <laughs> so, so what do you like What do you like to build, Chuck? Uh, mainly cars. Um, I do build some armor, working on some aircraft. But my main interest is cars. What was your favorite type of car to build? Uh, showroom stock or replica stock. So you like to build them just like you can drive them out of there? Yes, sir, absolutely. Now, um, tell me a little bit, and I think our listeners will find this very interesting, Chuck. You guys at the at the SMA have done some work down in Daytona for the, the museum down there at the racetrack, haven't you? It's in Darlington. Darlington, I'm sorry. That's okay. Oh, uh, yeah. what do you guys do for that? Each year, whatever the car wins, we build a model, and it's on display in the museum down there. That's really neat. Yeah, that's absolutely awesome. 
Um, so how many years have you guys been doing that? Yeah, well, they've got it from the first Daytona or first NASCAR race at Darlington up until the present. That's awesome. So back in the fifties. Man, that's a lot of models. Yeah. What's your average build time on a car? Uh, depends on how detailed. You can spend one or two years, or you can spend six months. You so know, I mean, literally, this is getting to the point almost like a real build. You want to do yes. That, that that that's in, that's insane the detail you can put in this see things. when i normally build them it takes me about you know three or four days and, and that's why i don't win <laughs> that's, well, Robert, that's the difference talent model ah, see see thank you someone finally gives me a little bit of credit <laughs> somebody needs to great model i appreciate Robert. that yeah i've been i've been i'm one of the guys my dad got me into modeling and uh yeah, you know, I met Chuck. What we met probably what three or four years ago when you guys were working over in Greenville, and, yes. And they yeah. suckered me into the NCMA, and I've been I've been a glue sniffer, real hardcore ever since. It's cost me a lot of money. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm to, to hear you talk about this. This sounds like a real bad club, you know. <laughs> oh, oh, we're, we're trying to promote this, Robert. <laughs> oh, <laughs> it's it's like a twelve step program. It gets you off real cars on the scale model cars. <laughs> are, are we working our way down to Hot Wheels now? <laughs> yeah, it's gonna turn to that one day. I think all of us. I think all of us invest so much in this, we're gonna get broke from it, and that's that's what we're gonna do. Let's just go to Hot Wheels. Oh Lord. Well, Chuck, tell us a little bit about Mason's Hobby Shop. Tell tell us, you know, where it's at and how we can get a hold of you guys and how we can get a hold of the SEMA if we're interested in joining. Okay, you can. We're at 1714 New Cut Road. We partnered with um, Alan Mason in the Hot Rod Shop. Great guy. My wife and I have the Hobby Shop in there. Um, so it's a great deal if you're a car guy. You can see some really cool real cars, and then you can come and see some real cool RC and model car stuff. All right, man. Well. And if, Go ahead. Our phone, our phone number is area code 864-585-4491, or you can reach me at area 864-541-9080. Are you on Facebook or anything like that? Yes, sir. We are on Facebook. All right, All right. guys. You need to get on there, like the page, check them out. If you guys are wanting to get into the modeling hobby, now's a perfect opportunity to do it. I think this is the guy you need to talk to. Absolutely. Chuck, <laughs> Thank you. it's been an absolute pleasure having you on. I appreciate it. Um, have a Merry Christmas. Tell the family I said, hey. Merry Christmas okay, and have a Happy New Year, Chuck. Yeah. You take care. We'll see you at the big show at the Marriott. Great. All Merry right, Christmas to you guys. Merry Christmas to you, bud. All right, guys, you're listening to Hot Rods and Happy Hour on 106.3. W-O-R-D. Never miss Hot Rods and Happy Hour. Listen on demand. Hit the podcast link at 1063WORD.com. Facebook and Instagram links at 1063WORD.com. All right, guys. Welcome back to Hot Rods and Happy Hour. Merry Christmas. Did you just talk in the middle of my intro? I did, because it's Christmas, and I'm excited. I want to tell you something, Odd Rod. I got a backhand like a shovel. You're going to get a black eye for Christmas <laughs> next. Well, you know, I got model cars, black eye. It's a great day. That's what I'm saying. Hey, I want to tell you, you should feel privileged to get a black eye from me for Christmas. Well, that's probably the first person you've ever been able to give one to. Speak so. it. Don't let the boyish good looks fool you. <laughs> All right, Odd Rod. Tell us a little more about that model car show that Chuck was telling us about. Yes, sir, Rob Pitts. I will. January 21st, guys. The Marriott in Spartanburg, the big old Marriott. 
The Marriott. That sounds like a fancy place. It is a fancy place. So they have a big ballroom there, actually. They do. And the SMA rents it out. Um, awesome show. I've gone for the last four years now, I think. Great show. Like Chuck said, there's over like 300 cars on the table. There's vendors there set up you can buy models from. We're going to post more information about this on our Facebook page, on the 106.3 page. Um, but you need to get on Facebook and like the SEMA page, the SEMA Spartanburg, you know, or wherever you are in the state. There's chapters all over the state, as Chuck said. So get on there, like them up, check out the hobby shop. Well, I mean, I mean this is the thing. It's cool. It's the off season. I mean, it's something to grab the wife and kids. You know, come out there and oh, check absolutely. out some tabletop hot rodding at its best. Oh, and it's great. Well, you know, if your hot rod's down or, you know, it's the wintertime and your hot rod's stored away in the garage all clean and pristine like you, Rob. Then, I mean, it gives you something to do during the off season. You know, you ain't got a show going on or anything like that. I'm going to tell you something. I mean, you know, the weather's cold outside. You get to go inside and check out some. I mean, the oh, detail on these things. It's Christmas. It's that just reminded me. The weather is cold outside. Killing me. <laughs> Killing me. All right. So we're going to take this we'll take this little road trip here. And we're going to go straight from model cars to its uh, not-so-distant cousin, slot cars. I'm going to tell you something. Slot cars have always been near and dear to my heart. Every kid remembers that slot car track. Oh, I remember mine. I remember the name of mine, the cliffhanger. What was it called? It was called the cliffhanger. Oh, good. <laughs> and that I works mean, too. It was cool. It had a, uh, I remember it had a little chrome uh, chrome purple Lamborghini and a chrome blue Lamborghini. And what, why it was called the cliffhanger is the track actually ran up the wall. Well, and it's, I, I remember mine. Mine was like the interstate trucker thing. Like Mine had dump trucks. <laughs> But it was so cool, though, because, oh. I mean, you could race it, and you could build the track any way you like. And, you know, it was one of the cheesy plastic ones. You know what I'm saying? Uh, snapped together. Yeah, you know, like made by Tyco or something. But the thing that's cool about it is, is like, it's still a slot car. And oh, it's yeah. neat. And the thing that's cool about it with slot cars is that you can actually race them. You're in control. Mm-hmm, absolutely. And, and like everything, you know, we like it as kids. So as grown-ups, we make it bigger. We make it better. And in the long run, we make it faster. we got a real special guest coming up. Speaking of that, it's going to tell us about some real badass slot cars. Oh, yeah, absolutely. These boys take this to the next level. Well, tell us more about him. Well, actually, I think we need to tell them a little more about slot cars first. Ooh, I like talking about slot cars. You know what I mean? Just kind of give, kind of warm everybody up to a slot car. Well, you know, slot car, slot cars, slot car racing is a competitive hobby. You got circle track, you got drag racing, um, you know. It's kind of a distant cousin to RC RC cars because you got a lot of RC racing, but this well, you're not steering; you're actually just working the throttle. You're there. just working the throttle. That's all you got to do, and, and it's really competitive because you know in the drag race, as me and you seen, we've raced before. You got to be on the stick with that. I mean, you got to be ready. I right? mean, that's the thing. Like you go in there so lukewarm, you're like, oh yeah, that's cool. The next thing you know, you're like hollering at each other and you're really into it oh yeah it's absolutely it's a great competitive sport and then you know in the round track you gotta be careful on the throttle you can sling them cars off the track man i've seen those things fly across the room and hit people oh yeah it's it's awesome you i mean it takes more skill and you know more talent than what you might actually think you know slot cars they're usually made like actual automobiles that's what's so cool it's like racing a real miniature you know, you, you can hook up your Dale Earnhardt race car and race it, or you can build you a John Force funny car and race it. Well, you, or you can build anything, a hot a street rod, a ride, I mean, street car. And that's the thing that's I cool see a lot about of people. Them. I see a lot of people making the uh, street outlaw cars on oh, a yeah. scale. Well, I mean, and that's, you know, that's the cool thing. Actually, I seen a Boo thing slot car, which oh. was kind of cool. I know, I know a guy, you know, me, who built a uh, Boo thing model car. Exactly. Cool guy. <laughs> but, uh... Or trying to be cool anyway. Yeah, yeah. Good try. Yeah, try. But, but, I mean, that's the thing that's fun about these slot cars. You can personalize them, make them your own. I mean, you can change engines in them, things like that, and really make 
I mean, a fast car. These things are running over 40 miles an hour. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's unreal. You see this 42-foot drag strip, and you think 42-foot, that's nothing. But, man, these cars That's are, a tractor-trailer length almost. Yeah. I mean, and these cars are flying down there in like two, three seconds, man. It's unreal. Well, that, and I mean, it's just so competitive. Yeah, all right. Today we're talking about slot cars now. You know, we were talking about mile cars earlier. We we're talking about slot cars now for those of you just tuning in. And I'm telling you, there are slot car tracks all over the place. Not really as much as there used to be, but there's still some kicking around. And a lot of people have them in their homes. Yeah, some people actually have them downstairs in their basements, things like that. Um, the slot car thing, a lot of guys grew up with it in the 50s and the 60s. It was really popular in the 70s and 80s. It kind of died off, and now it's starting to pick back up and gain a lot of speed again, especially with the drag racing of slot cars. Well, you know, in the 60s and 70s, man, it got really competitive. Sales on slot cars, they were reaching $500 million a year, dude. That's crazy. $500 million a year in slot car sales. That is unbelievable. And we're talking in the 70s and the 80s. That, that's, that's, that's crazy money for that time. Oh, absolutely. Because there was like... 3,000 public, you know, racetracks at that time. 3,000, man. I mean, unbelievable how competitive this was. But I'll tell you, the problem was, is a lot of amateurs, you know, guys like me and you have never really done it that much, they got squeezed out because it was some fierce competition. Well, I mean, it's like anything else. You know, you're going to get the competitive people in there and they're going to squeeze the, the novices out. Yeah, and... It's really kind of a sad situation, but it's making a comeback, and, well, and they're welcoming us novices. You know, me and you got invited to go down, um, go down to the Southern Dragway down in Pickens, South Carolina, and you know we're invited down there, and that was our first time doing it. Well, and that was the thing. We went down there for a charity event that we were doing, and uh, it was really nice to help out a great cause. And you know, we went down there with just like, yeah, you know, we may try it out or something like that. And the next thing you know, we were like, couldn't wait to get back into the track again. I mean, it's so competitive. Yeah, now actually we're building our own. <laughs> Yeah, we're actually building a couple of slot cars to race in the offseason when we do actually get time to do something fun. I, I bet you uh, can't take a guess. Mine's a little odd. Not from you. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm building? You want to know what I'm building? Sure. I'm building the Cheech and Chong 64 Impala. <laughs> oh, me. And I'm actually building a little red wagon. You yeah. Know, Bill Maverick, the wheel standard, but this one's actually going to be lower down pro mod style. Low and slow. Whatever. <laughs> it's gonna be slow on, the, on the street or the slot car track i still got you daddy <laughs> all right guys we're talking about slot cars and let's talk about the southern dragway down pickens our guest next is over that isn't he yes mike watson actually owns it mike watson's a real real good friend of mine and uh i really like what he's doing with this track if you've never been it is worth the trip to downtown pickens i mean Downtown Pickens is just one of those fun places just to check out. You know, it's just old school Mayberry downtown. But the thing that's really neat about it is this track. It's just stuck right in the middle of all these old buildings in the middle of downtown Pickens. And just to look at the cars and the competitive, when they had the big races, like I talked to them the other day, they had 250 cars at a race. Yeah, I mean, it's unbelievable. And these guys are winning money at this, too. Absolutely. And, and what's really cool is, like, we talked to Mike the other day, like you said, and they do a lot of work for charity. And, and that's what it's all about at the end of the day. I mean, they're taking you know something that's fun and raising money for great well, it's causes. It's a lot like we, we do. You know, Hot Rods and Happy Hour is built on that. Well, and that's what it's about. It's about helping people. Absolutely. If you can't help people, and, and it's such a such a privilege to be able to do that. Just take something you love and enjoy and just turn it into being able to help people. You know, it's awesome. And they're doing that, and I think that's great. All right, guys, you're listening to Hot Rods and Happy Hour, and we're talking about slot cars and slot car racing. Just those fun hobbies, you know, since it's Christmas time. 
Oh, yeah. And this is, Rob, this is an awesome, affordable hobby, too. Well, and that's the thing that's fun about it. You know, I mean, when you build, no matter any kind of racing, there's no cheap form of racing. No, absolutely. Of any not. kind. Uh, but this is the thing that's really cool about this. This is affordable, and this is something you can do with everybody. And I'll tell you something that I really, really love is you see father, son. You see grandfather, father, son doing this. And I think it's cool. I mean, you've got kids that are special needs that are racing. Oh, yeah. I, I love it. I do, too. Anything to bring the kids into the hobby. I mean, this is one thing I never want to see is the automotive, automotive hobby being a dying hobby. And that's the thing. To keep it growing, we got to pull the kids in. Absolutely. Any way we can. Now, you know, I hate to sound almost like I'm trying to convert you here. But, yeah, we do. We need to reach out to the, the children and, and even, you know, older people who are looking to get in the hobby. Bring them in somehow, some way. Oh, yeah. Well, and this is a great. This is this is like the pathway. Yeah, this, this is the slot, gateway. Slot, this is the gateway drug. Slot cars are the gateway drug. Next thing you know, you have a drag car. Yeah, oh, I mean, absolutely. And you have several racers that do have slot cars that actually race in the off season. Well, I mean, it, it's good trigger, uh, good trigger practice. You know, during the off season. Well, it keeps your reactions up, and I mean, and on top of that, I mean, it's just fun. It's something you can do with your kids. It's inside, so it don't matter if it's nasty out or anything. Absolutely. I mean, it, like we said, it's affordable. A couple hundred bucks, man. You're competitive. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I mean, I picked up one of these. Uh, I picked up one of these uh, little kits, you know, with a 16 volt motor on it. Fifty bucks. Okay, yeah. I mean, well, that's it, the thing. And you can build it. I mean, it's something you, you you take pride in. You build your car. You're the crew chief. You're the driver. You're everything to this. And you go out and you compete with this car. You can it, actually win money with it. I tell you what, you join up with the SCMA and hang out with the model guys and get their bodies to put on your chassis. Oh yeah, so you got a good looking slot car that's fast. Yeah, and if you make really good friends with them, they'll build you a car so you can look really good. Oh yeah, I mean it's like I mean it's a no brainer. It's a great hobby. It's like model cars. It's it's just awesome fun, and you know I'm looking forward to talking to Mike coming up next. I think, you know he's a great guy. He's more knowledgeable than we are in this. And I think he'll, I mean, really be able to lay it out there for Shed us. some light on it for us. Guys, That's you're listening to Hot Rods and Happy Hour on 106.3. W-O-R-D. Never miss Hot Rods and Happy Hour. Listen on demand. Hit the podcast link at 1063WORD.com. Whether it's four on the floor or three on the tree, this is Hot Rods and Happy Hour with Rob and Odd Rod. On 1063WORD. All right, guys, you're listening to Hot Rods and Happy Hour on 106.3 WORD. Uh, Rob, who are we talking to today? i tell you who we're talking to. We're talking to Mike Watson. Who don't know Mike Watson? Everybody knows Mike Watson. Mike, Mike you there, bud? Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas doing? to you, bud. Merry Christmas to you. All right, Mike Watson, tell us a little bit about yourself in that southern dragway in beautiful downtown Pickens. Well, I'm just an old South Carolina boy that uh, went up to Inman, South Carolina about a month, year and a half ago, and started drag racing slot cars and about six months later i own a track now in picking south carolina so i mean this thing's really took off yeah it's a it's a lot bigger than most people think it's all the way across the nation they have uh several big races down in louisiana and out in texas and ohio well and i mean because like you were telling me you got people come from north carolina georgia tennessee yeah, we had a race uh, two weeks ago. We had Tennessee, uh, North Carolina. The Georgia guys couldn't make it. Most A lot of them was at the PRI show. So, I mean, that's crazy. How many real drag racers you have competing in these classes? Oh, yeah. We got, uh, matter of fact, uh, two weeks ago, I don't know if y'all ever heard, him or heard of him or not, uh, Kevin Brandon. 
Yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. He's uh, NHRA uh, world champ. He he was down two weeks ago and won our bracket race on Saturday night. I mean, that's cool, though, because you can actually come down to the slot car track and see real drag racing stars there. Oh, yeah. That's oh, yeah. awesome. And and the thing we were touching base on earlier, and I think you can kind of fill us in on a little more, is this is like a fun family thing. I mean, you have grandfathers and fathers and uncles and sons and grandsons, all of these events, racing oh, yeah. each other. I got a lot of uh, families that come. I got one man that uh, him and both of his son races, uh, and then I got uh, another son that's probably forty six or forty seven year old, and his old his old dad comes. We call him Pops. He he made it out of the third round yet, but we keep hoping. Hey, maybe one day. Maybe one day. So and, and, I mean, then, this... we, and then we got kids as young as six years old. It does it. And I mean, now get me this right. When I was talking to you when we were up there earlier, you actually have a six year old that's like cleaning the house right now. Well, he's actually, I think he's nine now. Oh. Yeah, his name's Mayor Drake. He's out of Inman. Uh, yeah, he whoops up on all the big guys a lot. He went, <laughs> matter of fact, he went to Tennessee last weekend. They had a big race up at uh, uh, English Mountain Dragway up there, slot car track, and uh, they had about 160 enters and uh, entries, and he wound up runner-up, and he won the light pot. That's absolutely awesome. Guys, if you're just tuning in, we're talking with Mike. And Mike, I got a question for you. What's the startup cost? What does it cost to really get into this hobby? Well, you can get into it as cheap as $60, or you can throw money at it and have four or $500 in a car. But uh, yeah, even so, four or $500, that's not that bad when you're talking about a competitive sport. I mean, compared to real racing, that's dirt cheap. Oh, yeah, it's a lot cheaper than real racing, that's for sure. I've done that for many years, too. <laughs> so tell us about what makes your track special. Well, uh, there's only two of us that I know of in South Carolina. The other one's up in Inman, South Carolina. And uh, mine, I've got the only track probably in three states that's uh, actually a scaled-down 1,000-foot uh, track, which is actually 42-foot from the starting line to the finish line. And then you got 26-foot of shutdown area. To slow these things down. That's how fast these little cars are going. Yeah, uh, our track record right now is like uh, 89.3 mile an hour, I think. That was with a Lexan funny car. That's unbelievable. That's insane. Yeah. I mean, there, and there's... how many feet are they doing this in? Like real feet, not to the scale. 42 feet. 42 foot is running 89 mile an hour. Man, I've owned cars that won't go 89 miles an hour down the quarter mile track or eight mile track. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, now all of them aren't that fast, though. We got some that do 12 to 14 mile an hour. But I mean, still, I mean, that's just crazy the span. So you have different classes. Yeah. Well, we've actually started a uh, new class called Nostalgic Pro Stock. Oh, very nice. Uh, We use the same body style cars as they did from 1993 and back in the NHRA. And it's basically a heads-up pro tree uh, handout motor class. The track owns all the motors. That way you ain't got one person that's got a faster motor than everybody else. It's it's been a pretty good class. We've had... uh, We've had as many entries as as uh, ten in it, and every week since we started it, we've had at least six or eight. So, so I mean that keeps it very competitive. Oh yeah. All right, Mike. Um, I got a question. You know, you said you were previously a drag racer. So, what really got you into doing? You know, into this hobby? Was it your past being a drag racer, or was it you were just looking for something to do one day? Well, it's kind of odd. Uh, I really wasn't a drag racer. I was a round tracker for years. Ah dirt tracking and chasing your uh, tail <laughs> and i actually i actually been running slot cars probably since the 
the late seventies on and off up till now, but most of that was road course stuff. It's kind of funny. We used to have a series where we went went to uh, Pickens, Anderson, uh, Abbeville, and North Carolina, called the Carolina series, where we run on road courses. And we always went to Abbeville twice a year. Well, Abbeville had a drag strip sitting down in the corner. And every time we'd go in there, I'd look at that and I'd think, that's got to be the stupidest thing i ever seen, <laughs> drag race in a slot car. But uh, and, and now you I guess own I was wrong. <laughs> yeah. Well, and apparently you, you were real wrong because, I mean, like when we were there, it was crazy. That place was packed out. Uh, yeah, yes, sir. I, I had a big race uh, two weeks ago. I had 215 entries. That, and that's impressive. But you, you have a lot of guys that bring several entries themselves. So you have one person, but they're bringing 10 cars. Yeah. Uh, what it is, is uh, how it works is we're open on Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. And probably out of the first year, we're going to start opening on Tuesday. Tuesday and Thursday night is your uh, test and tune nights. We're there from 6 to 9. Cost you $5 to come test and tune all night. Run as many times as you want. You can't beat that. That's That's quality entertainment on the cheap. Well, yeah, sure. and, and this is the thing. I mean, you got plenty of restaurants around you. I mean, it's it's in downtown Pickens. I mean, it's none of the hustle and bustle of Woodruff Road or Greenville. I mean, it's it's just like I'd be honest with you, I always compare downtown Pickens to Mayberry. There you go. But we got a lot of places to eat now, though. Oh yeah, you got, got some good got eating Italian places. We got Italian and Mexican and Japanese steakhouse and about anything you want. I'm telling, I, I see I already started smiling as soon as you said <laughs> that. That's so funny. Uh, there's nothing like Mexican food and drag racing. I'm telling you. And what, you you'll be drag racing to the bathroom, That's right. Too. That's right. <laughs> and they got good good facilities at the Southern Dragway. That's right. But, but that's the thing that's fun about this is also some of the special events you have, like the charities and the things you raise money for with these slot car races. Yeah, we done a uh, uh, Craig Morial. Uh, Craig Owens. Craig Owens, thank you. I couldn't get it out. Uh, Memorial Race, uh, he's our drag racer that – passed away in an accident at uh, War Shoals, and uh, we done a benefit race for him and the guy that actually got in between his car and the truck uh, a few months back, and that was a big success. Uh, two weeks ago, we done a race for the kids' uh, toy run, toy run type thing, uh, where it didn't cost you anything to enter the race. All you had to do was bring a, a, a toy for the uh, Helping Hands uh, Orphanage in Clemson. And the track actually gave away uh, enough stuff to build a new car. That's awesome, and, and you know that's what's great. And we're, Rob and I were t- we were talking about that earlier. It's so awesome to take something we love. You know, like we dealt with the car show thing, and you guys are doing it with the slot car. Take something you love and actually be able to give back to the community and help out. Oh yeah, we got uh, we got a couple more things planned. Uh, actually, the orphanage that we sent all the toys to, probably right out of the first of the year, they got thirty kids right now. Uh, we're gonna bring them up for just a, a day of come up and have fun and run cars and and you know. But that's a, that's the cool thing about it. I mean, whether you've never touched a slot car in your life or if you've been doing it all your life, it's still fun. Oh awesome. yeah. All right. And, and you were talking about car shows. This is like a car show too. Y'all, y'all didn't y'all didn't y'all need to come up there on a night when I got some of them Tennessee boys up there and stuff. They was the guy up there last the last big race I had out in North Carolina. He he's got a thousand dollars in two slot cars. Goodness gracious. That's unreal. But, he is John forcing it on the slot cars. Well, they aren't that fast, but they're just that pretty. You know, the professional model builders, they get them to build them bodies, and then they put them on slot cars and, and race them. So That's awesome. That's me. i got to have the show and the go. Mike, but I want to wish you a Merry Christmas. Thank you for calling in with us. Hey, Merry Christmas to y'all, and I hope you have a good New Year, too. You do All the right. same, Mike. We're going to get down there and see you real soon. All, All right, on, take thanks. care, Mike. All right, thank you, bud. 
All right, guys, you're listening to Hot Rods and Happy Hour 106.3 WRD. I want to thank everybody for listening today. And we want to wish you an absolutely Merry Christmas. And a Happy New Year. Well, we'll be back for well, that. Well, actually, we'll be back before. We'll be, we'll be back for the New Year. Absolutely. I so think it's funny how this whole calendar thing works. All right, guys, New Year's. We'll be back here on 106.3 WRD. Same Hot Rod time. Same Hot Rod channel. All right, guys. Thanks for listening to Hot Rods and Happy Hour. Interact, share, and connect with Rob and Odd Rod. Hit the on-air button at 1063WORD.com. Scroll to Hot Rods and Happy Hour. Find out more about the show. Listen on demand at Interact 24-7. Hot Rods and Happy Hour. Supercharged auto talk. 1063WORD. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.